Welcome to Vaguely Music. I am Kelsey Jacobson. Here with me is Ryan Strumpler and special guest, Dave Elves. Thank you very much. My name <laughs> is Dave Elves. <laughs> That's what a coincidence. That's fantastic. I am one of the seven in the area. I think glad we got it right this time. Wow, you actually know how many Dave Elves are in Yeah, there? actually, yeah. Uh, from playing out so long. It's, I've had about... That's had how about, you figured out how many Dave Alves there are? Well, there are three that have approached <laughs> me in the area from playing out. And, and you said, came hey, up with seven? my name's Dave Alves, too. Actually, and I uh, know there have been two this past summer that people took pictures of the banner that I use, and they sent it to their friend Dave Alves. And uh, uh, my mother went to high school with a Dave Alves. There's Dave Alves, the councilman. So you don't only know that there's people named Dave Alves, you have researched and understand yeah. what they do yeah. besides your... Uh, this, this number came far about 10 years ago when people actually used phone books and there was, there was uh, Dave Alves's in the phone book. Yeah, you millennials wouldn't times. understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You phone millennials, books. you Gen Zs <laughs> listening to this. Uh, so we are happy to have you here with us this Wednesday. Um, Thank you for being here, Ryan. Yeah, no problem. I got this. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, this podcast is uh, part of Double Bar Music, which is our music store in Westport, Massachusetts. And um, Dave Alves is one of our teachers and also a musician, performing musician himself. Um, and so we are happy to have him here yeah. to talk yeah. about all kinds, of, all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. He's also <laughs> my friend, too. Oh, well, what a that. guy. Yeah, all of that and a great friend. Facebook says that. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, Dave. Oh. Yeah. Tell us about yourself, man. Oh, okay. What do you like? Do you like wow, long walks on the beach? I actually do really like long walks on the beach. Um, that's, it's a common thing to say, but to actually like it, it's very true. But I don't like them during the summer. It's too hot. Agreed. During the summer. Except like, at night? Yeah. Well, yeah, at night. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Sand at doesn't night? retain heat, so. This just in. <laughs> Sand doesn't retain heat. <laughs> so it's so tweet it. Tweet it, it real quick. Absolutely. <laughs> Nice. Uh, but, okay, so, uh, seriously? I don't think I can be serious. Uh, but, uh, let's see, I'm, I've been a teacher here for the past few years. Um, I teach piano, and um, I, I'm a local musician. I've been playing out, jeez, I don't think I did the math on this yet. Uh, probably started playing gigs back in 2003, I'd say, playing Sweet. out. Okay. So it's been a while. Well, um, you have it. You have um an in and out journey with music, don't you? Isn't that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, when I choose to be able to commit to it. <laughs> right. When it wants to commit to me, really. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's interesting, though, because people, I mean, I feel like for a lot of our students, too, that are interested in pursuing music, they have a very straight image of, like, I study, mm -hmm. I go to school for music, I go on tour, I make money, and I be a musician. Like, they, th it's, it's, it's yeah. this very beeline image of like i start here and i end here and it's a straight line to get from point a i to was point definitely a. one of those yeah um f i started playing piano at the age of six uh my sister will tell you age seven but i disagree with her uh, <laughs> she's probably got a better memory of that time of for those of life. you who don't know yeah. uh dave's sister brie is also a teacher at double bar and we love her very much yeah we love and uh i it was like you said my whole life from six years old i thought I was going to do music. I, I, did, I mean, I've, there was a brief time in seventh grade that I thought I was going to be a, an architect, but that obviously didn't 
pan out for me. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But I'm sorry, I, Dave. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sounds like it hurts a little bit still. It's okay. You, you love being your silver medal. I'm to be honest, yeah, it's, it's okay. kind of great. No, well, I'm building music now. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. That's a, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I didn't plan that one. Uh, but um, so I pursued music in school. It was right out of high school. And um, I, th it was the whole time that I just felt like I was meant to play, compose uh, music and spread, uh, spread music as, uh, as, like, to as many people as I could. And uh, there wasn't a really a time where I really doubted that. Yeah. And uh, looking back on it now, I kind of feel like, um, you know, just take some pauses or just to uh, see, what the, uh, see what the world had to offer as far as, not other than music, but the, uh, what music, what you can do with music. Yeah. You know, uh, yep. there's so many things like going to college. I remember talking to a guy that was saying that you know, if you study music, you can uh, you can study harmonics and work for the army with bombs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's one that didn't make our list the other week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that, That's amazing. I was like, I don't want to spend all this time playing piano and then just, you know, make bombs. Yeah. The only key Reasonable. that I'm hitting is the H bomb. <laughs> yeah. Key, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but no, it was all very interesting. Um, but I, I mean, I'd have to agree. Uh, well, let me, let me uh, start this with uh, the fact that when I was studying jazz piano at UMass Dartmouth, my teacher told me, he's like, you don't want to do the band thing. Whoa, yeah. really? You don't want to okay. do the band thing. Why? Uh, because bandmates could, could come and go. They could leave you hanging. It's okay. Never, yeah. you know, right, you yeah. want to yeah. do, you want to be, I mean, which is sound, sound advice. Yep. Um, but... Um, you know, it, it, you 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 kind of have to explore. You kind of have to know what what the options are, and uh, I just uh, I decided to go it my own way on like learning it. I'm gonna say like getting learning on the street. You know, like getting yeah. street cred. You know, yeah. and that's what everybody says. Uh, well, that's how I feel. Like I, I kind of feel like um, street cred is kind of like how you build a a, a steady incline in music, and uh, uh, you just have this foundation to uh, kind of really just vamp. Yeah. Uh, and have it kind of in you. Uh, but uh, so and just to clarify, street cred would be the equivalence of going out, playing, learning how to yeah. play, learning how to just be a musician by doing in the world. Is that what you mean by totally? Street cred? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and kind of to go against that um, for a while, when I first started doing this back when I when I had referenced 2003, I don't, I don't know how many people referenced 2003 on the show, but um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. I just knew that I had this talent that I've had, like I said, for so long, I hadn't thought of anything else, but um, people say, I've got this talent, I've got this talent that everybody tells me is good, and you just kind of go at it, and you're like a bull, just, just going forward. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna do music. And what I've found in the last couple of years is that y you have to be smart about it. There are ways to go about things uh, very much more specifically. Um, uh, not don't. Th there's so many uh, added edges to music than just playing the music yeah. and being good at it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where we get into like the whole marketing aspect of things that people really weren't weren't spending any time on uh, at that time. <laughs> You know, back in the oddies, you know, when I first started. Yeah, you know. So it, 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 music business was a thing that you hired somebody for. Yeah. And now, and now it's, 
you know, self-sufficiency. Yeah, you've got to know it yourself. You've got to be, like you said, self-sufficient, um, and you've got to know. Uh, you've got to be well-rounded. And uh, um, I kind of feel like I've caught it at a good point right now. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave, um, were you always like a solo guy, or is this no. something so? Can you talk about what it took like to make the transition from mostly being in the band mindset to the majority of your gigs come from being solo artists yeah. like and you played like lead like uh, you played like lead vocals and like rhythm guitar like with a band yeah. for a while yeah. right Actually the funny thing was this is not a joke my first big band that toured around was named Mindset so when you said be in the band <laughs> mindset I was actually in the band <laughs> Yeah I've got I love it. That was the ultimate right there. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's not a fun, that's the real, that, it's spray painted on my equipment and everything, the band name mindset. That's so just gold. Was it yeah. awkward, like, switching to being, because, so Dave is a fantastic guitar player and singer, and he also, he's, like, Very versatile enough to, to be playing electric guitar and acoustic guitar, but yeah. for the majority of the gigs, <laughs> it's acoustic. Yeah, right now, yeah, So it was it awkward, like, being from, like, because I know that there's, like, a power being behind a band. And there's like a comfortable yeah. like oh, I'm in a band mindset. I'm in a group. Like, what was it like making the first switch to like all right? I'm gonna like really dive in, not just do a handful, but like dive in being like a, like a, doing the singer songwriter, and not only that, but like doing the I'm gonna gig the acoustic circuit. Well, that is it was a very slow evolution to that. Um, growing up around music um, and being around musicians like in school and everything. Uh, you understand that uh, people played other people's music um, to make a living, you know. So, like the concept of saying, say, like, uh, like uh, being in a cover band or whatnot, uh, was always there. But uh, when I first got into music, I was always, like you said, I was in, I was a frontman for a band, uh, kind of like for my first uh, time out of college um, to do music full time. Um, but uh, so I wanted to play my own stuff i wanted to write and compose my own stuff um and uh, something that i look back on now and think is ridiculous i only wanted like the musicians in my band to like play with our band because we only had enough effort to really put into the band to make that one band work and uh, that was that was young me musician and, uh, ownership i feel like that's yeah. a big yep. uh, that's a yeah. big trap that most people right. fall into which is like no you're yeah. in my band ergo you cannot do yeah. anything else at the time you think that's like that's it this is it like i'm we're writing music we're getting fans like people are saying you're great but like you're really only like in a small area and uh you're you're just a little you're just you're in a pond and you're like this is great and you find out that there's other cities and other areas out there and other musicians just like you so the transformation to a solo artist it kind of came without choice because um, the guys in the bands uh, that I was originally in, that, that we were together for geez, six, seven years, and uh, they started, uh, they graduated college, and they had degrees in other things besides music, and I was the only one that was really like, okay, well, I have to do this. Uh, so I, I, I had started learning uh, covers just to kind of play certain events that people who, who already knew I was a musician, they... Like, oh, can you play this? Can you play this? Yeah, the friends like, and, well, like friends and family and then like the friends of the friends. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I need, I need more material to fill up than just my own, my own music. Mm -hmm. And in that band that I was in before, we learned some, some covers just to kind of break up the, uh, the original stuff. Yep. So yep. Uh, I, was already, uh, I was already okay with the fact of playing covers as long as they were like my own covers. I, at that time, I was always 
frowning on people who were like who would mostly go out and play in cover bands. Okay. You know? And covers in the like we're going to hold really true to yeah. the to the form of the song, the style of the song, the way yeah. it sounds, the like yeah. like yeah. we're not a tribute band cuz we do lots of different right. bands but we're trying to be a tribute to all of these yeah. things. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it seemed at the time I probably would have phrased it as like a cop out or something like that. You know, um, selling out, man. Right, selling out. Like, don't you? I, what satisfied me was to play my music. Yeah. And well, um, that's, a, that's a really like kid from the '90s mentality. Yeah. Which is hysterical to think, but like I, that was that was my era too. And you go through like, you're bleeding out of punk rock a little bit, which is like, beat the system, man. And then you've got like. I don't think I could ever cl- claim that much. Well, cred, but though. I, was, I couldn't do punk rock. But no, rock. but that that bled into then like. The grunge thing, which was very oh, yeah. like I have very grunge, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, I just feel like that influences that a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I kind of feel like uh, that time, like grunge, really just or, or the alternative yeah. uh, time, it really opened up uh, the spectrum of musicians that were in that were base basically saturating the band market. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I mean, it just seems so easy and so right to be a musician that that played your own stuff. Um, so talking about making the transition into just a solo artist, uh, I was put in that position where I, I wanted to keep my name out there. I had a momentum going, um, and I just I wanted to be self-sufficient. Uh, sufficient. I didn't want to have to depend on, as my piano teacher had said years ago, depend on a whole band in order to, to make my money. So, um, and, I, and I phrase it as make my money because, um, you know, you really – and this this will be I'm sure we'll talk about this later. Like to make that jump to a full time musician, you can't work a, f- a full time job and expect to put put the right amount of effort into a full time musician's job. Yeah. You know, so you have to make that jump. You have to figure out how to make money as a musician and do it your way. Yeah. And um, I was lucky enough to well, I guess I'm saying I mean I worked I was a a, a retail manager. The whole time, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I was, you know, I, I was, I, and I was grateful for it because it was those type of hours that um, allowed uh, you to have the nights. Yeah, allowed you to have the freedom I, and, and the weekends. late mornings. You know, <laughs> so you play the playing. You wouldn't get home from a, a gig until like three in the morning, and going back to work for eight a.m. was wasn't really happening after a while. Yeah, but um, it, it really allowed me to um, to kind of to to discover that playing out, going to different shows booking shows and stuff like that but um it really wasn't until i left that full-time job that i could really dedicate all the time that should be put into a gigging musician um into it well, and we got really lucky at double bar oh yeah because we got to have have him here 40 oh. a week <laughs> teaching oh, yeah. piano yeah, lessons yeah. oh yeah, yeah. oh that's amazing that's uh, been like such a treat to have you so i Yay. i never thank you for <laughs> I, I never i i was so nervous about um making that turn into education yeah because um i'm like what what could i possibly offer you know uh, that's a scary that's, prospect yeah. isn't it yes. yeah yes. absolutely and piano's a little weird too because you get a majority of younger students like guitar yeah. is interesting because you get a lot of teenagers but piano the students that come in you get a, a fair amount of teenagers but you get a lot of younger younger yeah. kids too yeah yeah and uh, the the way that you communicate with them is it's uh, you quickly ad- adapt and and learn um that it was this is my first teaching gig uh well wow not really 
that's yeah. big qualifying. Uh. Yeah, the, the first, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't, it was my first, this is my first, like, just dive into teaching yeah. uh, multiple students. Before yeah. this, I was teaching, um, I was teaching people in, in the theater uh, who wanted oh to be able yeah. to wow. play piano um, convincingly, like not just an audio recording or, uh, or, or anything they want to actually. That's such an interesting thing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a yeah. niche. That's a so niche. You know, find, like, uh, uh, one friend of mine reached out and wanted me to help her do it. And um, I remember uh, teaching her uh, Claire de Lune and being able to t play the first few lines convincingly. And then that yep. just kind of led to other people. And I only did it a handful of times, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I kind of felt like I journey. had to teach him about this. It's a funny story, and you guys, I don't know if you guys can edit this out, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, we probably won't. You probably so. won't. Okay, good. So I'll tell the I'll tell the story anyway. <laughs> um, uh, there was a girl that was uh, uh, that was uh, trying to date me back in the day, and uh, oh, this she already good. yeah she uh, she thought that um, she's like oh well uh, you play piano and like I've always wanted to learn how to play piano, and uh, I'm like well I can absolutely teach you. And uh, of course, she made the arrangements to come to my apartment in Providence. Of and, course, yeah. And and be taught piano. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds ideal. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I don't have to n avoid getting into details because there wasn't much. Uh, <laughs> there were many details. Uh, she came in. I was ready to teach her piano, teaching her like scales and going over like the uh, the proper way to play a scale. Yep. And uh, and she just kept kind of like looking around, you know. And uh, you know my apartment, and uh, and by, by probably about after an hour, she's like, "Man, you're really into this piano lesson thing, aren't you?" <laughs> right? And I was like, "Yeah." I was offended that she didn't want to play what I was trying to teach her. Your commitment so, to your musicianship. Yeah, just so she just so you know she just left, and I never saw her again, which was fine because I wasn't. I was obviously more into teaching piano that's just, that's than incredible. I was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. So, so after that, I kind of knew. I was like, maybe I could do. Maybe I could <laughs> if do I could teaching handle things. that. If like, I could I deflect for an that hour. That kind of dedication <laughs> to teaching the C major scale to someone who <laughs> had no interest yeah. in it at all. Ooh. I think I can handle like seven-year-olds that just don't want to be there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> That's an easy jump. Yeah, exactly. Oh, for a mere thirty minutes. For a mere thirty minutes. But the and the but the beautiful thing that the change from that is is that. Making that connection, making music special to all those people, uh, who, you know, and you kind of see it in uh, in all those uh, in in these thirty minute lessons, like how it hits home with them, and, and um, everybody makes that connection just in that slightly different way. It's that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really unique. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know if I answered yeah. your question about the so journey. This, this so this kind of opens it up. We though, got there. We got there. You eventually. talked about the solo artist, like so. You write your own songs as well in a multitude yeah. of bands, like not just like your own solo stuff, but you you play in bands as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah why don't you go ahead? I uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pimp, pimp sure, I, will, I will do that. Pimp I will. Stuff, dog. I think I will. Um, I I write music for my myself as a solo acoustic artist, and I also write music for my band Crooks and Scourge, which is a full. Electric. They have an EP out. They right? have an EP. Yes, on, I, on they, all major streaming platforms. We have an EP out. <laughs> yes, on all the streaming that you can just listen what, to. What? It. What do you? What? What? What are some streaming sites that one might listen to? Uh, and Scourge. Uh, on on uh, there's Google. There's Google. 
There's iTunes. iTunes. Uh, Spotify. Echo. Spotify. Yeah. Spotify. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that's Crooks and Scourge, not Crooks and Scrooge. Maybe it's called Crooks and Scrooge. Oh, I can see that getting yeah, messed people, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, people who are friends of mine actually still mess that up. <laughs> that's say, great. Oh, you're in that. You, how's your band Crooks and Scrooge doing? Well, it's Scourge. It's, it's spelled S C O U R G E. So it's yes. like, yeah, it's tough. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, so I write for them. Uh, I play another band called uh, The Mad Clatter out of Providence. I play piano for them. And I don't write any music there, but I do write some of my own arrangements and everything. So Art parts arrangements, and everything, and which has been awesome, actually, because it was my first chance to be in a band where I wasn't the front man yeah. singing. So I got to step back and play around with. Um, Different uh, different arrangements of my part, piano and guitar. I play piano and guitar for them. I didn't have to worry about singing. I was doing some backup vocals. I could play with effects. I could just add texture and stand back. And uh, it was really nice after many, many years of being the frontman and worrying about, like, you know, just having the swag. Well, well yeah, it's the <laughs> weight of, of connecting yeah. the audience in the band right. always. You yeah. have the weight from both sides that you're yeah. always shouldering when yeah. you're the front person. Which yeah is fun, but it has its it has its. Not to mention mode. singing and playing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Yeah. So, talk about like when you know you got the spark for a song, like, because as somebody who who writes, right, you have yep. that moment that like it's hard sometimes for your bandmates or other people to see, but like you get that daydream moment where you go like, oh, this could be something, right? right. So like, well, I don't know, Dave. Do you? Well, do you? Yeah. Come <laughs> around, buddy. <laughs> On my own podcast. Yeah. Come over here. <laughs> So nice. do you, what do you, like, what's the process? Do you get an idea, like, break it down. What do you do when you're, pick one thing and, and break it down, or pick 20 things. Can, I, can I break down it all? Or yeah. Just, like, do you want, do you want a beat? Like, yeah, can we go down to D? Yeah. All right, cool, nice. <laughs> down to D. Anyway, no one's in here. Yeah. Jinx that? Okay. No. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, sad trombone. All right. Um, I, there, yeah, there are spark moments, but to be honest, as, uh, as, as a uh, as a composer, I've my earlier years I really just came up with licks like really fast, lots of different riffs. It was pure energy. It was, and I wrote a song around it. Um, nowadays, I I have more of a focus on what I want the song to say about me and um and challenge myself as a composer and a writer. Um, whether it's the lyrics, writing the lyrics, or composing the arrangement, um, I, whatever I come up with, I know that I can make that into a spark, make that into a moment. And whatever that riff brings out of me is when, is when I have that aha moment. So does that, so does that mean you like, because I think one of the ways that Ryan was describing it was like, oh, I got this great idea. And then yeah. you like run with it and see where it takes you and whatnot. Are you saying that yours mm. is a little bit more like a, I'm going to sit down and come up with an idea and then have that sort of snowball no. into inspiration? Not or really. do you still start with that same like, I see where you guys are coming from. You know so I mean? remember you guys talked about yeah. this yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, There's sort of like that, or, or what is, what do they call that? Where it's like, um, it's like, Hits you. Brain blast? Mm. Uh, yeah. Brain neutron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Look into this light. Eureka, 
Oh. Epi- it's like an epiphany moment. Yeah, it's, yeah, like it's that. an epiphony. Epiphony. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. It, it's yeah, on record that I got there first. He beat me. He beat you in Mario Kart right then yeah, and there. I, for a second, I had a conscious about. Like, I, I, I conscious. No conscious. No conscious. This I'm is the jungle out here. For a second, yeah. I woke up. Um, uh, so wait, what was your question? I'm no, sorry. Yeah, I guess. So, is it that? Is it that epiphany moment? That epiphany idea that then leads to a more methodical approach? Do you like like? What is that? Because I know I feel like a lot of people build their songwriting off of like a, oh my god, I woke up out of a dead sleep and this thing just hit me. And those blah, blah. moments you... happen more when I'm arranging music okay. in the studio. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get a, if I jump up and I have an idea, it's because I've heard all the parts together and I've heard something different, something uh, of the layers. Yeah, okay. okay. I relate those, to that. I, I've had those moments where I've dreamed about a riff and I've woken up and I had to play it out and I had to record it. Yep. And um, then maybe nothing came from it yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest, it's I, I can't really describe it any other way as um, things, uh, things influence you. Um, you like a chord or um you like a style uh and you you obtain that you hear it you play it you're like wow that's me playing that chord where can i take it from there yeah and and, and that journey right there of writing the song is what inspires something i i my no, I like feeling that. is that it's all within you already yeah. You know? yeah, yeah yeah and it and the song brings it out of you like i am but, but I feel like what you're describing is it's actually like the the act of choosing to sit down and write. Oh, you know what that I mean? doesn't work for me. Like I, uh, I, it, they come to me at certain times. I can't sit down and say today I'm writing. Okay, so that's okay. That's yeah. what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Is it like does the mood strike, yeah. or is it like a thing that you're like? I've learned okay. the difference between like you have to set time to sit down with your instrument. Yeah, what you do with that instrument has to be constructive yeah but it's not necessarily creating something new right right so uh, yeah you have to make you have to allot that time but there are some days i'll sit play a few chords i'm like this is going nowhere i'm not i'm not there today yep some days i'll just sit there play one chord and i get a whole song out the yep. other day it happened actually i uh i was uh, practicing with uh, a band crooks and scourge not scrooge you can find their music on spotify oh, or and itunes Google. absolutely <laughs> uh it's the ep called far from here uh, anyway, uh, so I, it was the end of practice. We had already been editing a song that we had been playing out for years now. We were revamping it, making it sound new, and we just felt like it had to go somewhere. The creative juices were flowing. I randomly hit two things on, uh, like, it, one was, uh, they were both on the A and the D string. It was on one area of the neck, and it was on the other area of the neck. And um, I didn't mind it. It sounded like a mistake. I knew it was a mistake. And um, from from those tones, the lead guitarist just started like soloing in that whatever the progression was, and those, and I just kept repeating it. And they don't even know this at this point, but I've already written a song. Boom! That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Boom! Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So it's, it's like it's it's stuff like that. But then you can go like months without like oh, I haven't written anything new in a while. Yeah. But you, it, it comes in different ways. You have to understand the different ways and how it comes out of you, and it can come from anywhere at any time. Uh, yeah. in different ways to one certain person. Yeah, but the big takeaway there is you have to constantly be putting your hands or actively yeah. yep. using the instrument in some way, shape, yep. or form. You can't just go like, I gotta wait for yeah. the inspiration to yeah. strike to, yes. to even yeah. play Listen to all the, the music that you can. Yeah. 
uh, go out and hear live music, see yeah. what other people are producing. Like it's very important to hear what the pulse is right yeah. now. Like uh, you, you want to produce what's from you. Like younger me would have been like, I'm gonna write what I'm gonna write. It's gonna be my style, and no one's gonna tell me. But I mean, if you go out there and you see that people are just people are just like vibing with this particular type of music and you dig it too and it speaks to you then all of a sudden your composition style is changing yeah music that speaks to you i mean it, it, people might say oh well you're just like listening to the music and you're copying but you when something speaks to you you cannot deny it becomes a part of you yeah. and it meshes with everything else that's in there already and it becomes something beautiful that comes out of you the way that you compose it yeah was no. yeah was it uncomfortable when you started writing songs that like weren't in the style that like made you pick up your instrument in the first place? No, well, if that's I can see how it would be, but like I have so many different music styles that I have been influenced by. Um, that if I like this new song I was just telling you about with these two random chords, is very different than anything that I've written, and it's uh, you know it, I can already tell you it's got a little bit of like a a little bit of a sass to it, to use any other word that I can't think of, you know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but like you know, back in the day, I was I was writing straight rock stuff. But my very first song, my very first song that I ever wrote on guitar, which Hold I on, drum roll, yeah. Please. No, it didn't have a drum roll. Sorry, it didn't have a drum roll. No. Uh, but it I I composed it at UMass, two thousand three. Wow, what a year! What a year for you! <laughs> what a great, year! Yeah. Wait, yeah, two thousand three. Uh, <laughs> no, it was two thousand two because we were still rehearsing, not playing out yet. There we go. So it, was, it might have been 2002. Uh, but I just played it, at a, I played it at a bar the other night, and the owner said that, that was, he said it, it was like maybe six or seven songs into the night. He's like, that's your best song so far. Wow. Whoa. So I was like, okay. And this was very, this is the, that, that you've played this one with me. It's the one that's all major. I have played this one. Night. Yeah. So those who don't know, Dave and I are best friends. Yes. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a there's a great story involving actually all three of us for the first gig that we played together, um, all three. But that's a that's wow. a story for a, a right now. Wow! Uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were so intrigued. We were uh, we were all at Kelsey and Tom's wedding. For those of you who don't know, that's just nobody who's listening to the podcast right now. But for those of you who don't know, uh, Kelsey and Tom got married. That's why they're married. Um, and there was a there there was uh, it just happened. At the uh, at the reception, um, Dave and I were hanging out, and we had we had talked. At this point, I had been working at Double Bar for uh, about a, a year, working the front desk for about a year. So oh, Dave and I, me. I don't know. I, I no, I did. Uh, that was we're, that, we're good friends, but I don't know. <laughs> Not that good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had been, and he had showed me his music, which you can find on. Um, but we hadn't played. We had talked a lot about playing out, but it just didn't line up. And I was going through a really crummy time. I was uh, about to break up with a girl I had been dating, you know, through like at the end of college and then making the transition. Well, she's not listening to this. Podcast. She's definitely she not listening. Okay. She definitely okay. wants no part of me. And if she does, she's not going to be like, that was a shocker. <laughs> I didn't know that. Ooh. When did we uh, break up? up? Text him. When did we break up? What? <laughs> Sorry to break the news, Betty. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll call her Betty. Yeah. Um, and so I was pretty. I was in a pretty um, crummy place, and Dave was playing a, a gig at a pizza place that yeah, night uh, in, yeah. in Pawtucket. Sure. Uh, no, that was uh, that was Warren. All right, Pawtucket. So, <laughs> and and he was like, I was like, Dave, if you ever need a guitar player, he's like, 
how about tonight in a couple hours? And it's yeah. like, yeah. And so we played our first gig together. Yeah. And then we had our stretch of a couple uh, a couple months, and we're still in the process of forming the world's most awesome double bar band. You're, playing, we'll you're playing with me this weekend. I am playing yeah. with it. So everybody come out to the gig that you're not going to find out about until you listen to this <laughs> after. Yeah. after. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so, yes. Sorry you missed it. Okay, but I want to um, I want to take a moment because we're almost pretty much at our bewitching time right now. Oh, wow. um, I know that y- you said earlier that sort of the n- avenue of, of, of marketing yourself and learning to put yourself out into the world as a money-making career musician, essentially. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm doing music. I'm all in. Yeah. Yep. How have you approached, if you can, in a somewhat brief way, yeah. how have you approached um, how you put yourself out into the world as an artist? Wow. Uh, you have to be... You have to know yourself. You have to know what you like. You have to know where you want to see yourself. You have to know what audience you're reaching out to. You have to know what music you like and what you don't like, what you want to produce, what you want to see yourself produce. Um, uh, you have to make, you have to know, uh, you have to know your, I don't want to say your limits, your, uh, your, your strong hands, your weak hands, and you have to go further than that. Uh, you have to, uh, I can't say enough that even though you don't feel like you are a professional or if you're like big time, you still have to plan and market yourself as if you are. Well, that's that that dress for the job you want. Yes. Not yeah. the job you have. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Which. Um, if you've never seen Dave, he's he, the yeah. best dressed no, no. <laughs> double bar. It's not even close. Music instructor yeah. every day. That's, yeah, it goes Dave, and then Dave when he's casual, and then everybody else. <laughs> Dave on a bad day. <laughs> yeah, it's the incredible. The <laughs> so what you're saying yeah. is to be self-aware is highly important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, because you can you can never uh, go against yourself if you know yourself um, as well as. <laughs> anyone can know like, you know yourself you're your worst critic you're your best fan all at the same time and you want to see your music um, succeed so you need to be 24-7 um, finding different avenues to create that to create um, I, I, when I say professional looking uh, you know some people have different images of what professional looking is uh, it might not be like you know spend hundreds of dollars on a professional logo, right. take a photo shoot, all that stuff like that. I mean, that, I'm not saying I haven't done that, but I uh, uh, maybe that's not you. But whatever it is, you need to be focused on um, what, what the music is, what uh, you want the music to look like, what do you want the music to sound like. Are all aspects of yourself aligned? Yes, yeah. yes. And being, tr- yes, absolutely. Having yourself in all of that. Um, because you're going to, I, this comes from retail because, uh, you know, people will sell, people will be selling a sweater. You'll go into a retail store. Everybody's been there. They go, they see somebody who doesn't want to be there, doesn't like whatever they're selling and you don't want to buy anything from them because they, no, it's terrible. Yeah. 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 So nobody sells anything like the stuff that they love. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So if you, if you love your music and everybody does, everybody loves their music, loves what they're putting out there. You've got to translate that. You've got to translate that into how you're marketing yourself. And marketing is key. And we've talked about this before. Just yeah. that that's something that musicians don't 
really learn right off the bat. Some of them are. Some they have they have great music business classes in college today. Um, some of the older guys like me, they you know guys and gals, we don't we didn't get that. No. Uh, we had to learn it the hard way. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully people <laughs> absorb that. Like you do have to market yourself. It doesn't matter how doesn't matter how underground you are. There yeah. has to be a marketing there. Yep. And you're not gonna generate any interest or anything. People aren't gonna talk about you unless you. Are willing to talk about yourself. <laughs> talk about yourself, exactly, and yeah. do it convincing. I know you guys already talked about this on one of your other pod, uh, podcasts. Wow, so even but Dave Alves, that's a sponsorship. Even Dave Alves listens to Vaguely Music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Like, yeah, that one. That's, I listened to that good. one. That was that one, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't stress that enough. It, it is putting in the time, um, like we talked about before, making that transition from uh, from full-time other job to full-time musician, yeah. the, uh, <clears throat> it was it said to me, and this was the deciding factor, um, you're doing f- 40 hours plus at a job that you only slightly care about. Imagine taking those 40 hours and putting it towards promoting yourself and learning new music, writing new music, finding gigs. 40 hours a week, do that. Imagine where you'll be in a year. Wow. Pregnant pause. Can we just let that sit in? There we go. 40 hours. Hey, hey. Imagine <laughs> the possibilities. All right. That's like are... what we do in Double Bar for one day. That's like well, that's like one Wednesday. Emotionally, yeah. yeah. That's what it feels okay, like. Okay, so real quick, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rank your three favorite Christmas movies, third being the worst, and like of the – like. Three, two, one. Worst of the three? Yeah. So like three, t- the one being the best. You don't give the best in the beginning. Oh, so he's saying start with three. Yeah. Start with three. And you got to go fast. Come on. Okay. Uh, the Santa Claus one. Okay, great. Uh, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Hype train is leaving. Let's go. All right. We're going to close out this episode. We thank you so much, Dave Alves, for for joining us. Um, You can find him, Dave Alves Music, on all the social media yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, everything. Media, yeah. yeah. And, and DaveAlvesMusic.com, too. Dave Alves music, DaveAlvesMusic.com. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he plays out all the time. We hope you will go support him and, and yeah, what get are the a names? flavor. What are the names of your two other bands real quick? Uh, Crooks and Scourge is the um, band that I write for. Yep. And uh, The Mad Clatter. Awesome. And awesome. you can find all those online as well? Oh, yeah. All Absolutely. right. Yeah, totally. We thank you so much. We will talk to you next week. We have some other great guests coming around the corner. Um, and uh, happy Wednesday. Yep. Once again, I'm Dave Elves. Thank you for listening. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Jack Pasternak. <laughs>